Michael, you had a terrible heat wave, but you've come out the other side and you are still alive, if but a puddle of sweat. Well, I'm just a broken, just a broken, <laughs> broken man. Nothing to do with the heat. I'm just, um, you've caught me on a bad day today. I'm not in a good mood. Oh. So we'll see how that will fare. <laughs> you know, as it turns out, I'm not exactly in a stellar mood myself, but we're, we're going to put on our happy faces, Michael. What's we're, wrong with you? Oh, no, it's fine. I'm fine. It's it's no big deal. Um, Everything's fine. I'm just a little sleepy and a little mm. annoyed at life and the universe mm. and so but I'll, I'll pull through as will you uh how is your bottom i was listening to uh bonanza it's <sighs> <is> unacceptable <laughs> it's my back and you know it is know it's... that this is part of my problem is just the pain that i'm in right now oh all kidding aside how is your back i did i said that it's just bad, because man. i needed an excuse to ring up bonanza which i was extremely happy to see come back if only but for a moment uh, and I Who did <laughs> your increasing annoyance at Matt insisting that it was your bottom that was hurt it provided me endless amounts of joy. And I, I'm sure you did not see the humor in it like I did, but I thought it was no, hilarious. Of I did. Uh, but all kidding aside, how your back is getting worse? Sometimes, but it's just not getting better. Mm, um, not I have a physiotherapist that I'm going to and. Basically, he suggested like give it a few days more and if there isn't like what feels like a consistent improvement and it might be x-ray time, which I don't want to do. So we'll see. You know, this may or may not be interesting to you or anyone else, but my dad recently went through a real bad spat of real bad back problems. And this happened mm -hmm. to him like many, many years ago, like, I don't know, five, 10 years ago, maybe even more than that. And he ended up with doing, and this is probably medically completely inaccurate, but my, my very limited understanding is he got like a steroid shot somewhere in his like back or spine or something like mm -hmm. that. And suddenly he's basically right as rain after that. And presumably, and this is apparently the same thing that happened like five, 10 years ago. So presumably in five or 10 years, he's going to need another one of these magical steroid yeah, shots. Well, my hope is that it isn't something like that for me, because that would mean that there is now a back problem where I, what I want to have is what I hope I have, which is a back injury. Yeah, that's fair. Right? Mm-hmm. That goes away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's tough. So, so maybe not jumping off any more lifeguard towers from here on out? Probably not. Never say never. No, I'm going to say never. <laughs> I'm going to say never. never know. Although there is a part of me that now wants to beat it. Oh, uh, yeah, know? I can understand that. I can understand that. Right? That, like, I feel like I need to have some kind of, like, rocky training montage, which <laughs> ends in me jumping off a lifeguard tower. Like, I keep jumping off, like, small chairs and stuff, you know? <laughs> Like just trying to strengthen my overall body and, and eventually build my way up to the lifeguard tower. Oh my god, with Eye of the Tiger playing in the background. You know, I've never mm -hmm. actually seen any of the Rockies, I don't believe. Not even the modern no, you should you should You should rectify that. I really should. Yeah, Good movies, cool. obviously. You know, I have, a, I have an extremely soft spot in my heart for the first Karate Kid, which maybe that's a terrible analogy, but to me, my, yeah. my, my mental model is that they're in the same like bucket, if you will. Uh, and I love the first Karate Kid. And I, if I recall correctly, there were one or two after that basically do not exist in the same way the last Indiana Jones does not exist. Um, but nevertheless, I, I view them as very similar, even though I don't think they are at all. And so I really should yeah. give Rocky a shot. You just think fighting movies, right? Right, so exactly. Like, like 80s oh, fighting same. movies. There you go. <laughs> That's the bucket. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. We should probably get this show uh, properly started as the rules stipulate with some follow-up. And... And I apologize, genuinely. Here we go with the apology tour. Uh, I apologize uh -huh. because this is a little bit long, but I really think it's worth reading. I've cut it down some, but I think it, you need kind of all the constituent pieces in order to get the the full picture here. So this is from listener Harrison, and this was this was Harrison writing with regard to us talking about day one uh, last episode. Which, quick aside, a lot of people have reached out and said, "Hey, I'm giving this day one thing a try." And you know, yeah, I, I keep wanting to. Like I, <laughs> I have it. I have it on my second screen. There it is. It's just marching there. its way forward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but whether or not you're using day one, I mean, obviously, I quite love day one. Uh, but but even if you had some other mechanism, you know, I hear there are other journals that that you can use paper. You know, you, you can you can use paper and pen, and you might even yeah. know somebody, Mike, that could sell you a thing that looks vaguely like a journal. Soon. But, Soon they could. But anyway, uh, whatever the mechanism may be, I, I really think that doing some sort of journaling is, is healthy. And so Harrison writes to come back around. Harrison writes, my father passed away suddenly last week. 
I worked with my father before he semi-retired a few years ago. I went on dozens of business trips with him and had many hundreds of meetings. And when he retired, I saw him almost every week for coffee, lunch, or dinner. As I scrolled through my photo library, slowly getting more and more frantic, I found hundreds of photos of food, pretty sunsets, and the usual things you take pictures of. But I could barely find any of him. As I scrolled through year after year of photos, I was favoriting any that I could find with him in them. I started off only marking ones where he was the main subject. But after finding very few, I started getting desperate and marked the ones featuring his arm or with him in the background or whatever the case may be. I wish more than anything that I'd moved the camera just a little to include him in those photos I'd taken. It's a very powerful line and something I've thought mm. about since having read it. You know, I, I, I am often one to do the same thing. Oh, look at this delicious, you know, plate of food. And yet there's my adorable family sitting just off frame, you know, so something to think about. Anyway, Harrison continues, luckily we worked for a Chinese company and they're very insistent on taking photos at every opportunity. At the time, I thought it would annoy me like, or at the time that would annoy me like crazy. Now I can't express how grateful I am for it. Once he passed, my colleagues from China started to send across dozens and then hundreds of photos going back across the 20 years that he worked for the company. It reduced me to tears. Now, some of the most special photos in my library are those quote-unquote ordinary moments that, that you, as in Casey, as in me, described so well in the episode. The mundane, everyday stuff, like drinking coffee on a Sunday afternoon and talking about absolutely nothing in particular. Moments I considered dull and not worth documenting at the time are now ones I wish so much I'd taken more effort to document, because you never know when that casual Sunday coffee will be the last one you share with your dad. It's a little bit of a sad way to start the show, but uh, yeah. what a powerful, powerful email, and I really appreciate mm -hmm. Harrison having sent that in. Uh, I... I I've thought a lot about this email after having read it, and and I feel like this is you know kind of building on and and perhaps you know reinforcing what I was saying, but it's also you know it brings it right into focus you know real quick. And I don't know, I, I just thought it would be worth sharing with the listeners, and, and given that this is our feelings podcast, and there were a lot of feels in that one. Uh, obviously, condolences to Harrison for mm, going through this. Um, I wanted to recommend Aziz Ansari's comedy special on Netflix. This is a very strange segue. Uh, <laughs> because he actually touches on things just like this mm -hmm. about like seeing your parents and how that changes. It's actually a very good comedy special. It's new and it touches on uh, a lot of the stuff that he's been going through the last couple of years. So it's very interesting. I think people that, that uh, watch this show would like it. There's a lot. He talks a lot about online discourse and the way that social media is changing how people have to interact with each other and, and he, you know, he touches on like fake news stuff and it's actually as with most things, I'm a big fan of Aziz. Uh, it's sweet and funny at the same time. So I, I really, really recommend it. Um, but yeah, he touches on a, a bunch of stuff like this and it's had me thinking a little bit too. I'll have to watch that. That sounds really good. Yeah, you should, you should watch it especially. Yeah, I I really loved him in uh, Parks and Rec. And then mm -hmm. I tried, what was the series that he was in? Uh, Master of None. Yes, and I tried it and I it didn't it. really click for me, but maybe oh, I should I try it again. It. Oh, uh, I love it. But I do like Aziz Ansari, and so I should definitely try that special. You out. should watch his other stand specials if you haven't. They're all very good. Yeah, all right. Well, now I have some homework. Look at that. Just like yeah, that. He's one of my favorite comedians. Yeah, he, he's a very funny fellow. All right, so I wanted to drop this in. I've labeled it in the show notes as quasi-follow-up, quasi-topic zero. And I wanted to talk, uh, hopefully not too long, but we'll see what happens here. I wanted to talk a little bit about my use of Twitter over the last week or so. And as we said before we started recording, you know, I'm, I really don't want this show to turn into the Mike and Casey whine about Twitter power hour. But <laughs> here we are again, folks. And so hopefully we'll keep this quick. But I wanted to note that you had said to me, I believe on the show, maybe it was privately, but I thought you had said on the show that you had mostly abandoned Twitter over the last, I don't know, month or two. Is that fair to say? Mm -hmm. And so I thought, you know, I, that works for Mike. That's fine. I still really like Twitter, even though it sometimes drives me mad. And then roughly a week ago, I don't recall exactly what day it was, but roughly a week ago, I found myself in, in a fight with somebody who I really care about on Twitter. Um, it's probably not somebody any of the listeners would know, but somebody that I really, it's a person I really like and I really care for. And, and he and I were getting into a bit of a fight and candidly, I picked the fight, which wasn't, I, I wasn't trying to pick a fight. I was trying to make it like a jokey haha, um, point, but you, you pick joke fights quite a lot. Yeah, I do. I do. And, but this one is on, like, I'm not trying to my intentions were jokey, but my execution was absolutely without question me picking a fight. And, and I yeah. do regret that. And, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm trying to um, abandon fault because this is 100% my fault. But as the, at, 
at the end of that fight, I was extremely angry and I was angry at myself for picking the fight. I was angry for participating in the fight that I, that, that I started. And then I was angry that it was somebody that I cared about that I got that, that made me angry. And normally if I get angry at Twitter, it's just some rando that is being, you know, a jerk and I can move on from that pretty quick. Not in the early days, but now I can, but this really stung and really, it stayed with me for a while. And at the end of that fight, I moved Tweetbot off of my home screen on both my iPad and my phone. Um, I, in fact, I am on my iPad where I only have one page of home screen icons. I put it on the second page in a folder that says no. And so if I go to open the folder, I'm reminded no. Um, and I mostly stopped looking at Twitter for something like 24, 48 hours. I didn't keep, you know, copious notes on this because it wasn't like one of those formal, I'm going off Twitter for a week, you know, with the, with the, with the post that says, you know, Twitter's too difficult. I'm, I'm leaving, you know, or anything like that. It was just, I'd just faded into the night. And, um, and it took a few days before I, at least a day or two before I really paid any attention to my mentions. And then I've been slowly easing back in kind of, but what I've done is taken a tip that I think I got from you, Mike, but it may have been from somebody else. And I have forced myself to stop using Tweetbot unless I need it to accomplish something that I can't figure out how to accomplish on the Twitter app. And what that has effectively done is made me hate Twitter because I hate the Twitter app yeah, man. so much, so much. I hate the Twitter app. And I know a lot of people say it's very good these days. You know, if it works for you, sweet. That's awesome. I hate the official Twitter app. I, I'm not interested in enumerating why. It doesn't matter. All you need to know is I hate the Twitter app. And by forcing myself to only use the Twitter app, I've gone from checking Twitter like hourly to checking it a couple of times a day, maybe. And mostly I think that's healthy and for the better. But I have noticed already that I'm starting to feel like I'm missing out on stuff. So as an example, I noticed by happenstance that uh, Stephen and David Sparks and John Voorhees were all together as Stephen and David were doing, uh, what was it, MPU 500? Is that right? Yeah, Max Doc. Yeah, and so, which is, by the way, an incredible achievement. So um, extreme congratulations to the both of They're them. They're not there yet. It's a pre-record. They got like two months. Oh, it's like a whole thing. all right, fine. Well, still, well, tentative congratulations then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, if there's one thing I will not allow, Casey, <laughs> it's it is pre-congratulations in advance. <laughs> Oh man, we should take this to Twitter. Anyway, uh, but, uh, but no, I, I I didn't even realize. Like I had heard rumblings of it having been planned a couple of months ago, but I didn't realize it was happening. And I was like, oh man, those are my friends, and I had I had no idea that was a thing, and that kind of bummed me out. But by and large, I feel like me not really paying much attention to Twitter is probably for the best. And I don't know what my question or thesis is here, but I just kind of wanted to share it with you slash the group that. Uh, I'm upset at myself for having picked the fight. I'm upset at myself for having engaged in the fight. But I think I'm mostly happy that I'm renegotiating my relationship with Twitter again. I don't think I'm using it in hours. I know I'm using it less, but not that much less, you know. So, like, I was looking at some screen time data. And sometime last year, when I had some screenshots, I was using it for, like, seven hours a day. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, seven hours a week, I should say. Um, and then that's gone down to like five. Uh, so, you know, it, uh, I'm I'm spending less time um, on Twitter in general, but it's not about the amount of time I'm spending. It's like the frequency for me. Like I, I open the app less. And when I do open the app, I read less. I typically scroll to the top, see what's going on. I let the algorithm show me what it thinks is important. Um, and then I'll, you know, scroll through a little bit if I have some time or I desire. And the way and I've been doing this for like three weeks now. Um, and the way that I catch up with stuff is I use RSS. I have a very small RSS list um, of different websites just to make sure that I catch up with news. And I actually think that this is this has just become for me a much more efficient way for me to get what I need. So I'm probably just going to stick doing this now. It's works for me just fine. I use the official Twitter app, does its job. Um, I can see what I need to see. I get all the features that I want to get. Uh, you know, like the, the in these instances with the way I want to use Twitter, the algorithm is actually an important part because I'm mm. not reading everything. Mm-hmm. So I need something to try and tell me what's most important. Tweetbot can't do that. So I'm going to use the official app now. 
So, and I'm happy with it. And and I feel like I'm actually catching more news by using RSS. You know, I have like maybe 10 or 15 feeds that I subscribe to. Most of those don't publish more than one or two things a week. And then I have a couple of like, a couple of bigger websites, right? Like The Verge, 9to5Mac, Variety, uh, TechCrunch, um, Bloomberg Tech, and that kind of stuff. And then, so I can get what I need news-wise. And then the rest is like, you know, people like your website is in there. Uh, Steven's website, David's box, John Circuit's, Jason Snow, you know, six colors or whatever. So yeah, that and that's working great for me, and I'm very happy with it. And I don't tweet very much anymore. And this isn't like a thing. I'm not, I'm not like oh, I just feel like my approach to stuff is changing. I don't have the time to spare in the same way that I did before. Uh, and. I'm kind of using Twitter more now. It's just like a place to goof off when I do have time as opposed to making it such an important part of my uh, kind of my preparation workflows for shows. So then I don't have to spend as much time there. So It's weird. That's where I am. Yeah, it's weird. I, not what you've said, just in general. I think it's weird. Good weird, but weird that your and my relationship with Twitter is, is changing so much. I don't think it's just us, though. There's like no. so many people that are now. Mm-hmm. It's too bad, too, because at its, well, see, here I am being the old man getting yelling at the clouds and telling you to get off my lawn. But man, there was a time when Twitter was so much fun and so wonderful and so mm-hmm. amazing. And in a lot of ways, it is wonderful and amazing. I mean, the Still way- Still has all of that. Yeah. But, but it's also, just a lot of other stuff, too. <laughs> exactly right. So I don't know. And, I, and in a lot of ways, you know, I've looked at other equivalent, well, maybe not equivalent, but like uh, similar platforms and nothing has really stuck for me yet. And so uh, I'm sure the listeners have already fired off emails about, have you looked at blank? And yeah, I've looked at blank, but I don't know, it just hasn't really stuck for me. And that's fine. I, I don't know that this is something I necessarily need to replace in my life. You know, I think that half the point for me anyway, and I think you, you, know, you were saying this a moment ago too, is half the point is to change what I'm spending time on because I don't think that me spending as much time as I typically do on Twitter is really particularly healthy for me. And so, yeah, I'm um, just, like I said, renegotiating with uh, my, my, my relationship with Twitter. And I think that's okay. So since that's kind of making me sad these days, why don't you tell me about something that's going to make me happy? Let's talk about Squarespace. You can make your next move with Squarespace. They will let you easily create a website for your next idea or project. Squarespace will let you register a unique domain name to give your site the branding that it needs. You can take advantage of award-winning templates, which are all beautifully professionally designed, so you can make it look exactly the way you want, and so much more. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that will take care of everything for you, whether you want to make a blog, a portfolio, a store, a site for your business, a site for an event. You don't have to worry about any of this stuff because Squarespace has got it all covered for you and they back it all up with 24-7 customer support. If you need any help with anything, Squarespace have a wonderful team who are right there standing by to help you with what you need. I've been using Squarespace for so many years for so, for these reasons. Like I don't want to have to learn how to build a website completely from scratch. Like I know how to use Squarespace because it's easy to use. So whenever I have a project that I'm working on, I go to Squarespace first. You can get sign up for a trial today by going to squarespace.com slash analog, um, and you can build your own website there. And then when you're ready to launch it to the world, their plans start at just $12 a month. But you can get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain when you, you sign up using the offer code analog at checkout. So go to squarespace.com slash analog and then use the code analog to get 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So I was listening to one of your many lovely shows. I think it was connected, but I'm not terribly confident. And you made kind of an offhanded comment about how you had just spoken to some school children. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, record scratch, what? And so mm-hmm. uh, I just wanted to explore this a little bit because that sounded really cool and really awesome. Uh, so what, what, what happened? How did, this, how did this come to be and what did you do? A couple of months ago, I got an email out of the blue from a school teacher who had said that her class of like year one students, which is probably like the age of three or four, mm-hmm. uh, were learning about me as part of some series that they were doing what? Uh, yeah I'll, I'll get to that part soon okay and that they had a bunch of questions for me and would i be willing to answer them now an email like that that kind of email doesn't come along every day so i was like immediately intrigued mm-hmm. so i replied and said yes go for it like i would love those questions i should find the questions right would you like to hear them i would like to hear them actually 
They are kind of incredible. All right, let me see if I can find these. So you said these are the kids are three or four years old. Is that correct? I saw kind of around that age. I don't remember exactly, but that's kind of the age I think uh, that that they would have been. All right, let me find these because I think you would get a kick out of these. Um, okay, a lot of email. All right, cool. All right, so you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, how did you get into podcasting? How did you know you wanted to be a podcaster? What company do you work for? Are you married? What are your children's <laughs> names? Where do you work? Where do you go on holiday? What do you do on holiday? How do you make friends? What are your friends' names? Who's your best friend? Why do you make podcasts? What is your favorite food? How did you get famous? What is your pet's name? And why are you so old? <laughs> <laughs> good right oh those are adorable oh my goodness aren't they great it's so clear that many of them are just like what is the equivalent to my world for you you know what i mean like what are the kids names or the one i like is the themes where like one kid would ask a question and another kid would ask a related question yeah 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 yeah. right like you can tell that they just went in an order yeah so i answered all of these questions um, my my answer to why you so old is because I'm a grown up. <laughs> That's very good. So I answered all these questions, and the teacher was really happy. <laughs> this sounds funny to say. The teacher was really happy with the way that I answered them, <laughs> right? That, like because yeah, because I was actively trying to yeah, like yeah, yeah. inspire these children in some way, right? Like mm-hmm. to give them answers that were wholesome, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like. To, you know, to, I just thought that that was better than just answering the question. I wanted to like answer it in a way that I thought was good for young kids to hear, right? right. So then this kind of went on, and and then she was just she was just like, "All right, I want to ask you, will you come to the school and just like spend a day with us?" Oh, and so I was like, ah, "Okay, like time is especially kind of like the time that it would have been, which was." a few weeks ago it's like a super busy time like i just come back from a trip and there's like a bunch of other stuff before i go away again but i was like ah but this feels like something i should do mm-hmm. so i'll go right um and then it things kind of moved on from there and then it ended up becoming that i would be doing four separate <laughs> like workshop type things you oh, know like my word. The, with four different year groups the year one and two group it was basically just like we're gonna have you talk to them mm-hmm. and you're just gonna come in and talk to them and they're just going to ask you some simple questions. And then there was year five and six, which are like 10 and 11. Okay. And the idea was they would have some Q&A, but I would also kind of like set them a task, right? Mm, okay. So I was like, all right, we'll do all of that. So I, I kind of prepared everything. I did like a bunch of preparation work, like to kind of talk to the kids, but I didn't need to do any of it because they just had so many questions. that like, I, I set about like, let's write my story out, right? Mm-hmm, let's write like mm-hmm, a basic mm-hmm. version of my story out that I can kind of, kind of, because I didn't want to give like the full story. Like how can I kind of break it down and, and simplify it um, in a way that would make sense to kids, that kind of stuff. Like what is podcasting on that right. kind of thing. Um, and then I went to the school, like I, I, the day before I was like, not sure if I wanted to do it, but I obviously couldn't pull out because like I had the back pain and I was generating a cold, like quite a bad uh, cold yeah, just coming okay. along. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is the worst. Like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling terrible and I've got to go and do this thing. But so I was like a bit down on it. But when I went, it was like, it was just like amazing. So I kind of said, like, I asked the woman, why am I here? <laughs> like, <laughs> why has this happened? So it turns out that this, so this, there was always like I had a question mark because this school was pretty close to where I used to live before we moved here. Mm, okay. So my expectation was they just Googled and found me. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up like, so the teacher that I was talking with introduced me to the lady who was running this program. So basically this primary school is trying to introduce more STEM into their curriculum. So science, technology, education, and math. And they're trying mm-hmm. to add more of that, but in a more approachable way for kids. And she was basically just like looking for people in technology in that area. And I came up. Mm -hmm. So 
the kid, they were all like in class before, like they were researching me. They were watching my old YouTube videos oh, and my stuff. <laughs> Some of the kids were super transfixed on me being a YouTuber. Yeah, of course. And like were asking me questions about that, which was cool to answer. Though. They were like, why did you stop making them? Like, because they can see that I did. And it was just like, that was an interesting conversation. And then I kind of just went through the day talking to these kids. And one of the things that I, that I, kind of latched onto which i kind of realized it in the first session and i brought it to the other sessions with the older children where i was talking about like i've been doing this for five years this for 10 years my company's around for five years but i'm doing this for 10 years and the whole industry my job didn't exist 15 years ago so i kind of said to them and like oh and by the way when i was your age the internet didn't exist either <laughs> and they were all like what? <laughs> they were like losing their minds about that so like what i was saying to them was like you're here and you're learning and all that kind of stuff, but don't assume that the only jobs that you can do are the ones you hear about because by the time you are finished with education, there will be entire industries that never existed before. Yeah. And like So like, think about that. And then later on, in, at the end of the day, I actually went and spoke to the headmaster, the, the principal of the school. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he was saying to me, oh, what we want to do is show the kids that they don't have to be a firefighter or a police officer or a doctor, that there are other options. Like th right. th those that or teach, like those are kind of like the things that you're funneled towards as a kid, right? Like these very like specific old school jobs, right? But he's just like, was just like, we want to show the kids that there are other things available to them. So I felt happy about the fact that I kind of realized that on my own earlier on in the day. Mm -hmm. The younger kids were, it was incredible. There was like, 60 of them right they brought like two classes in together and they were just like they all started like cheering and like they were so excited they all called me mike hurley like all of the kids <laughs> all day called me mike hurley whole name nothing else full name and then i went into one of the classes like year two which i don't know what's let's say it's that's fine. four Mm -hmm. they were like super excited we were talking I had like pictures taken with each of the classes as I was leaving that class one of the kids ran up to high five me right I was like that ah, seems like fun high five that kid terrible idea oh, now everyone they all wanted one. them I'm not kidding Casey they all got up and started running at me and then like there were some kids like grabbing onto me and I was like trying to like force my way out and like this is a terrible situation to be in <laughs> I can't be in this I like looked at one of the teachers I was like what a help and she's just like just just go so i just like moved myself out of this uh, situation <laughs> but yeah by the end of the day having spoke to all these kids for like it was like four hours or whatever completely lost my voice but it was a really wonderful experience and i'm hoping to go back there because to the older kids i set them a task of like make a pitch for your own podcast and i have in my email like a bunch of things from the teacher where she's like taking in all the kids' suggestions and then I'm probably going to go back at some point in the next term and help them make one. That's super awesome. Yeah, I, I don't really know what it is that's making me want to do this, but I just feel like these are the types of things that I can do and it's nice to get that kind of feeling mm -hmm. that I'm doing something. There was one kid who really reminded me of me when I was his age. Uh -huh. He was really focused. He was asking me these like very specific questions, like technical questions, things he wanted to know. Like he was like, what is the best place for me to start a website on? Well, do we have I an answer for you? mentioned Squarespace, <laughs> but then gave him some free options as well because he's only a kid. I don't right. think he has an income. And I found out later on, like he makes video games he's making small games oh that's and incredible. i don't know how he's making them like i don't know what platform they're to be played on but like it is a thing he is doing right and he just talking about starting his own business right and he's like 10 and i remember how i was in his age doing all of that stuff too and, and i just kind of thought to myself like wouldn't it be like amazing if he remembered that like that day mm-hmm you know, and I just thought that that's quite a quite an honor to be able to be in that situation that I could, in my life, try and inspire some kid to do something, yeah. um, or at least help set them on a path. Uh, I I just felt that it was it was like, you know, the likelihood of me changing somebody's life like that is 
is unlikely, but it could at least be something that they remember as like a nice thing that happened or, oh, like, you know, they don't remember anything about me, but they remember that it happened, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I, would, I mean, because, you know, I just think back to when I was a kid and like people would have an effect on me like that. I mean, it was typically like longer term relationships than just like some dude who came into the school one time, but... <laughs> Yeah, it just it was just like a nice thing that I got the opportunity to do. And by the end of the day, like I was so happy that I did it. You know, like I just came out of it and like I had like a really good feeling about everything. And it was just like it was just nice. It was like just a nice thing to have done. Uh and I'm just really pleased that I did do it, even though I was hesitant towards it. Yeah, that sounds super incredibly awesome and, and extremely flattering as well. And Mm. To build on what you were saying about having a memory of of this that lasts, this is not exactly the same thing, but I will never forget uh, when we were in fifth grade, when I was in fifth grade, um, the particular teacher that I had, or maybe it was the school, I don't know, did like a, I guess it was basically career day or like a series of career days. And I guess parents, I don't remember it well, but parents could like volunteer to like talk about what they did for a living. And I remember one of the parents worked for Japan Airlines and like actually orchestrated a field trip to O'Hare because I was living outside Chicago at the time, like orchestrated a field trip to O'Hare where we got to like get on a plane and and it wasn't obviously moving. You know, they weren't taking us anywhere, but we got to board a plane. And I think they had given us all like kimonos, which I think were like the first class, like, you know, swag bag stuff or whatever. And as a fifth grader, this was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. But anyway, I bring this up because one of my favorite childhood memories was when my dad did the same thing, but my dad worked for IBM and he didn't work for Japan Airlines and, you know, going to the IBM office was not particularly exciting. But what he did was he took a, a early, early, early IBM PC, like one of the first, you know, real true IBM standalone PCs and disassembled it into its constituent pieces, which is, you know, basically, you know, the box, the power supply, I think a hard drive, a disk drive and a screen, you know, and not, there wasn't much to it, especially then. And he put it all together in front of the class and only took him like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, something like that. But the key was when he, when it turned on, he had previously, you know, set up, I think like the auto exec bat, cause this was DOS days, you know, set up the, the computer to basically say, hi, Mrs. Marcoon's class or whatever the teacher's name was. I think that's right. And so of course, all these like fifth graders, even though we were like 10 years old or whatever at the time, the, the computer, which was just in pieces, somehow turned, it was able to get turned on and showed our class's name on it. You know, all those little 10-year-old minds exploded. And I was so proud of my dad. And, and I thought that that was just such a cool experience. Now, it's not exactly the same because it's my dad. But, you know, I remembered the Japan Airlines experience, too. And so, um, I don't know, it just seems... It seems like an extremely worthwhile waste of time, if that makes sense. And I, and I don't mean that in a That's negative way. That's a beautiful way. way to put it. That is a beautiful... Because, like, realistically... I had to like take time away from other things to do this. Right. Exactly. And that's right. why it's a quote unquote waste. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. You had to clear the decks and at least in some, to some degree in order to make that work. Well, and, and then lost my voice. I was about to say, and then it did make for a very good episode of connected, even if you don't think so. But <laughs> no, it was a good episode. Uh, but anyways, uh, no, that, that's, that's super cool. And, and what a great honor. And, and, you know, I, far be it for me to volunteer you for, you know, more, work but I, th I if i were in your shoes i could see wanting to do this like once or twice a year you know once or twice a school year come in and do this yeah, yeah I, th I think that would be super fun yeah i don't have the capacity to go through the things that they've sent me yet but mm -hmm. like they we'd kind of have that conversation or it's like i will come back next school term to do this i can't tell you when i can't tell you when i'm going to look through everything but mm -hmm. i will do it and like they know this like i kind of spoke to them it's like i do have a very limited schedule like but i will do everything i can to to, to be there like this is like the first time so you know that they, they were really they were really kind of like understanding of that kind of stuff which i just thought was really nice right so yeah, that's super cool now you had said they found you by basically just looking you up but yeah. Did they find you by chance from the, what was that award you went to with Jeremy Barge? Like the, the UK's top 100 internet people or something like that. You know yeah, what I'm maybe. thinking of? I don't know. I, I don't particularly know how they, how they did it, but like, you know, they may have just searched like technology and that area that I lived in and mm -hmm. I may have come up because I was, you know, I was pretty, uh, 
I was much more open about where I lived then than I am now. That's fair. And plus, I, if you're getting you know t- to a neighborhood level and specific enough for like a subsection of London, presumably you were quite a big fish in a pretty small pond. And I don't mean that you know to be a jerk. In that area, yeah, exactly. It's not really a heavy technology area, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I think that makes sense. That's super, super awesome. That makes me that makes me super happy. I'm really glad you had the opportunity to do, to do that. Me too. It was worthwhile, and I'm going to do it again. All right, today's episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. You may think that nobody wants your data, that nobody wants to snoop on you and see what you're up to, but when you browse the web about anything to protect your privacy, you are at risk from hackers and ad companies and more collecting your data. It happens to people like me and you, and that's why I use ExpressVPN whenever I am on an unprotected network. ExpressVPN runs in the background of your computer or phone and encrypts your data and hides your public IP address. You just download the app, click to connect, and you are protected. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar. It uses new cutting-edge technology called Trusted Server to make sure there are no logs of what you're doing online and costs less than $7 a month with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's great for this protection stuff, but I also use it to get around geographic restrictions from time to time. This is a big thing, like there are companies that don't show the data in the European Union, or maybe if I'm traveling and I want to see something from home and I don't want to get like a weird version, I can use ExpressVPN and it can kind of uh, spoof my location, which is great. Protect your online activity today. Find out how you can get three months for free at expressvpn.com slash analog. That is expressvpn.com slash analog to get three months free with a one-year package. Take back your online privacy by going to expressvpn.com slash analog. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for the support of this show and Relay FM. So I keep making mention of Jeremy Barge, and I'm deliberately mispronouncing his name, and you'll understand why in a minute. But this is a dear friend of ours, Jeremy Burge, who is the founder, showrunner, if you will, of Emojipedia. And he did live in London, despite having grown up in Australia, but his living arrangements have changed recently. Can you tell me what's going on there, Mike? Yeah, in April, he moved on to a longboat. Uh, or a narrowboat, narrowboat, I think they're called, which is a houseboat. It's like the boats that people live on. This is like a very English countryside it thing. It is a very English thing. So as the token American, let me try to explain this. Because you're on the canals. You know, there has to be like canals. It's like a thing. It's like a whole thing. So my very limited, limited understanding of how this works is Jeremy and his partner bought a boat that they live on, hence houseboat, like Mike had said. But it is, as Mike had said, very, very narrow. I mean, it looks to me like it's not too much wider than your arm span, is it? I mean, is that fair to say? I could touch both walls. Okay, there you go. Uh, And it's what, something like 20, 30 feet long, you know, like 10 meters long-ish, give or take? Was that fair? Something like that. Sure. Uh, and and I guess and here I'll I'll you know cease my description momentarily. But my understanding is because there's so many like canals and and even rivers running through London and, and the English countryside, all of the United Kingdom. No, oh, there you go. So uh, then you can I guess just sail for lack of a better word, or yep. this boat basically up and down and around the UK mm-hmm. reasonably easily, from what I gather. And so I guess you know that's what Jeremy and his partner have been doing. And so you guys got to spend a little time with them. Yeah, Jeremy is very worth following on Instagram. He always is. He's, a, he's one of my favorite people on Instagram. His stories are amazing and his photos are wonderful. But even more so now that he's showing kind of like hashtag boat life, <laughs> which is it's, it's like kind of an absurd and wonderful thing. Like even to people from England, what Jeremy is doing is absurd um, because it's just like it is a huge commitment. And a lot of people that own these live on them sometimes. Mm-hmm. He 100% lives on this boat. Right. Like that is his home. He doesn't have another place in England where he lives. He lives on the boat. Um, And so, but there are like so many funny things about this, right? There's like, you don't have to do anything to be able to do this. There's no like licensure or anything like that. You don't need a license. You don't need to prove to anyone you can sail. They'll just sell you a boat. (laughs) That's bananas. You have to get like insurance, but in the ins- the insurance allows people like me to sail it. Like it doesn't <laughs> even need to be Jeremy that sails it, which so I did, and I loved it. Oh boy, did I love sailing that boat! Oh yeah, oh that was nice. Yeah, that was a great experience. I enjoyed that a lot, much more than I thought I was going to. It's a super weird thing. Like it's so funny. He tells me all these stories, like because you don't go very fast, but you don't have a lot of control, right? <laughs> if you can't stop it, you can't just stop the boat, right? Because they are made of steel. They are incredibly heavy. So they have a lot of momentum. Mm -hmm. 
and he was telling me like the first time that he kind of like crashed, like bumped into somebody. You can see it's going to happen like 30 seconds before it's going to happen, but there's nothing you can do. And, but you can hear each other. So like he has to like very slowly apologize, right? Like a lot, like, sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. But no one can get out of the way, right? Because you are going to hit each other, but there's nothing you can do about it. It's like, there's a bunch of stuff like that, which is really funny. And also just like, Boat life is so weird, right? Like in when you're sailing, you say hello to everyone you pass who's on another boat. Like you wave or whatever, which is not a thing that you do just walking around. Right, right. Right? Like when you're driving, you're not like waving to every person who drives past you. And it's not like it's because, oh, you only see like one person a day. There's always people around you like wave, hi, you know, like hello, nice boat. Like, you know, that kind of thing. You familiar with the term mooring? It's yeah. like what you do, you, you, right? So you like throw a rope and pull the boat and then you kind of like tie it and that's how you will, the boat will situate itself and you'll stay there for a night or whatever. We were trying to stop off at this pub and there was no space. So like we were like pulling, we're like slowly pulling, like going past and then this guy pops out and he's like, oh, do you want to double more? And what that means is tie your boat to my boat. Oh, that's so kind. And we're like, yeah, okay. So then he's helping us for literally no reason. Mm-hmm. And we're like tying up the boat. And then we talk to him for a minute and we go, all right, thank you. And then off we go. And I come, and we like for us to get back to the boat, we have to walk through his boat. And and it's just like, it is like such a nice like way to live. I could not live that way. (laughs) But it's such a nice way to live. I could do it for a short amount of time. The problem is, there is no privacy on the boat. Oh. Because it's such a small environment, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you, like Jeremy and his partner, they are like together all the time. And I love my wife, <laughs> but we could not be that close all the time. Yeah. Like our apartment is kind of like the bare minimum in size, right? Like mm-hmm. we can be in different rooms, we're doing stuff, we're busy, we're away from each other. And they're just, you, you would have to make a much more concerted effort to be apart, right? So like a lot of the boat, only one person can be walking down it at one point, right? Mm-hmm. Like the like the corridor that where there's like the bedroom and like the table and stuff, and so like, you, you can't even walk past each other, right? You have to keep getting out of the way of each other and stuff like that. Like so, you know, if if someone's in the shower and the other person's like walking up and down the corridor, it moves the boat, right? Like you can never be, <laughs> you can ne- I could just, I would feel like I never had any time on my own. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be too much for me. But the whole life of living this way is wonderful. And like, I got to see places in England. Like, we went from uh, a place called Maidenhead and sailed down to Morley. Um, the next, the two towns over is a town called Hurley. <laughs> I really wish we could have gone there. It looked lovely. Jeremy went there and sending me pictures. Um, but just that, like, spending the day, like, going off down the river and getting out and going to these little pubs and looking at these little little canal side towns. It's just beautiful. Like, you know, there is a part of me that is jealous of that life, but there is also a part of me that knows I couldn't do it. I can totally understand and sympathize with that. I mean, having not experienced boat life, I feel like I would have the exact same reaction, which is, oh my goodness, this is amazing. I wish I was capable of doing it, but there is no way I am capable of doing this. Oh, man, that's so fun. So did you spend like evenings on the boat or was it just a couple of like daytime jaunts? We stayed overnight on the boat. There was room? I don't mean that to be a turd. It's just there's yeah, not yeah. a lot of boat you there. Can, they, have a, they have a bed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy's partner have a bed and they can convert their like dining table area into a bed. Oh, like you cool. can pull up these planks and there's a mattress that goes on top and then there is a bed. And it was just about big enough for me to lay on. Oh, that's awesome. That is so incredibly cool and so quintessentially British to me. It is one of the most British things that you could do. It's so awesome, though. And in the the cra- I was talking to Jeremy about this when we were at Dub Dub, and he was telling me, and I'll get the details wrong, but my understanding is that you can basically just go wherever. Like he was on the Thames, wasn't he, for a little while or something yeah, like that? The, the, well, okay. So the Thames is huge. Sure, right? sure, sure. So, like, technically, where we were sailing is like technically the Thames, but like the, the Thames that you would imagine 
He did sail on it, but the conditions in which you are allowed to sail on the Thames on a boat like that are very narrow and you do need permits and stuff like that. So it is technically possible, yes, but that is much more restricted than all the canals are. That's fair. Because that's an actual, there's sea traffic. There's like traffic, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and there aren't a lot of places in the UK where there is traffic like that, but the Thames is one of them. Sure. And either way, I don't remember if it was before or after you guys visited, but at one point he had put up, I think, a story of of the boat with Windsor Castle behind him. Yeah, that was just before we got there. He was just sailing his way to Maidenhead. Right. And I said to him, Jeremy, you have to understand, I flew across an ocean in part to see that specific castle like one of the things mm-hmm. that we had done in one of our european tours prior to knowing like you you mike or really anyone uh, one of the things we had done was windsor castle and so we flew over the atlantic to to get to what was his backyard for the night yeah it's so cool and like it's so interesting like a lot of these places you can moor for free a lot of them is a very small amount to stay overnight or a lot of places like where we stayed it was we could moor outside of this restaurant as long as we ate there. They're like a restaurant inside of a canal, and they own a little kind of like dock. So if you eat there at least once, and or maybe like once a day or whatever, then they'll let you just stay there. Yeah, you can stay overnight if you eat at the restaurant. That's so cool. Yeah, and it's for them just like another way to get people in. It's the same as having a car park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although you tend not to stay overnight. But. <laughs> that is so incredibly cool. So it was a fun time. Oh, I loved it. I had a really great time. I loved sailing the boat. Oh, and it's funny you bring that up. I was just about to say, uh, you had provided a link to Jeremy's uh, Instagram account, or specifically one Instagram post, which has several pictures in it. The next to last post is you with your hand on the rudder, I believe, and you're looking toward the front of the boat. And you have this just grin on your face that is so clearly, it, it, and it's so clearly a, a person that is just happy in that moment. Like that was a great day. What what an awesome picture of you this is, is because you're just so mm-hmm. you're just so clearly like it's a, it's a childlike happiness I'm looking at where you're not thinking about the work, you're not thinking about relationships, you're just thinking about I am sailing this boat down a river canal, whatever, and this is so much fun. I was very content in that moment. Content is a great word for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that looks so awesome. Boat life, man. Hashtag boat life. Hashtag boat life. Did Adina enjoy it as well? I mean, it sure looks like she yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we both had a wonderful day. She was very active, jumping out, grabbing the ropes, <laughs> helping with put, getting us through the locks. You know what a lock is? Yes, yes. I didn't realize that was part of your experience, though. Oh, yeah, that's very important. We went through three locks. So a <laughs> lock, you, you, it's like you... If you imagine all of the canals are flat, but the earth is not flat, so you have to go on like dec- inclines and what's the opposite of an incline? Decline. Mm-hmm. So the way it works with with like river boats is you pull into this what's called a lock. See, so it's two gates, and then you pull in, and there's another two gates. So you go in, the gates get closed, and the water is either raised or lowered by by opening the other door, right? So you go in, one door is closed, another door is open, water starts rushing in, and it will raise the boat up to the level of the canal that you're about to go through. It's a very, very interesting and genius system of getting the boat up and down. It's like a big boat elevator, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or water-powered. That's so incredibly cool. Oh, man, you should, you should, you should vlog. You should do a vlog sometime. That would have been good, but instead I just put it all on my stories. <laughs> yeah. I actually have a like a Instagram highlight story. Oh, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll put that in the show notes too. Can you link yes, to Yes, you do have to sign up. Yeah, you can. You okay. do have to sign up. You have to, be, you have to have an Instagram account to be able to watch it. Don't blame me. Blame Instagram. There's nothing I can do about it. People blame me for, that, for these things. Uh, well-named Burge Barge. Very, very good. Ah, oh, so cool. I'm super jealous. I'm so glad you had a good time. Yeah, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. All right, what else is wonderful? Uh, Pingdom. Pingdom is wonderful. 
Uh, the Pingdom is made by our friends over at SolarWinds. It is summertime. But before you pack your bags and set your email to out of office or wear a poncho that says out of office on it, like I, I noticed did, it. Uh, it is wonderful. You need something to tell you that everything is running smoothly on your website and more importantly, when it isn't, they will let you know the moment that your website goes down in whatever way is best for you. You can customize how you're alerted and who is alerted depending on the severity of an outage. So when you are out of the office, you can actually stay out of the office because that information can go to somebody else. Take a vacation with peace of mind while Pingdom is monitoring your website. So easy to get started. All they need is the URL that you want to monitor and they take care of the rest. Go to pingdom.com slash OOO out of office, right? Pingdom.com slash OOO right now and you can sign up for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. And then when you sign up for an account, use the code analog to get 30% off your first invoice. And for a limited time only, enter for a chance to win a free out-of-office t-shirt by going to that web address, pingdom.com slash OOO. The shirt is actually quite funny. I like it. Pingdom.com slash OOO. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show, OOO, and all of Relay FM. <laughs> it is quite good. Uh, what is happening with Vignette? Ah, uh, that's a good question. So I don't know how do I want to explain, explain this. So to go back a step, the big push for Vignette to get it out before WWDC was on account of there being a report from Mark Gurman saying, oh, Apple is going to allow you to set your contact image and that contact image will be shared with your friends via iMessage. And that's kind of similar to what Vignette is supposed to do. Vignette is supposed to just set contact images on your own phone for others. So, you know, I have a picture for you. I have a picture for Aaron, for Adina, et cetera. And so I rushed it out the door and I'm glad I did. And, uh, and things went you know, reasonably well. We've already spoken about the kind of recap of it all. Um, but then, you know, iOS 13 came. I actually still have not installed it on any device because I've understood the beta to be awful. And so I haven't really explored this iMessage contact thing yet. Uh, but I have had a couple of things that I've really wanted to do to Vignette. And the biggest one, which is actually in, test, in a test flight beta right now, is finally figuring out duplicate detection. So what, what does that even mean? After you run Vignette, you will hopefully find a whole bunch of images that, you know, that match all of your contacts and you will update those contacts. And so all your contacts, instead of being, you know, gray blobs with initials, they'll all have these new pretty pictures. Well, if you were to, you know, leave the app and come back, then you were to run Vignette again, as it exists in the app store right now, it will come up with all of those same pretty pictures all over again, because it doesn't have any sort of information about when you've saved something or what you saved or anything like that. And it doesn't have any ability to say, well, this picture looks about the same as this other picture. I should ignore it. And what I've added over the last couple of weeks, uh, and it took me a while uh, to get there, but I th I'm pretty sure it's working, is that duplicate detection. So now in the version that will be released probably in the next week or two, once you run the app, if it finds an image that matches what's already on that contact, then it won't it won't offer that as an update because in theory, it's the same thing. Why would you want to put the same thing on top of itself? And so I really wanted to get that out the door and I'm hoping that by adding that, maybe I'll somehow, I don't know if I'll get, I don't think I'll get press, but maybe I'll get a little word of mouth and maybe I'll get a little bump in sales. And the other thing I'm really contemplating, but I haven't actually started looking into yet is LinkedIn integration so that you could log into LinkedIn, which I really don't want to support, but so many people are asking for it that I'll probably cave. So anyway, you can log into LinkedIn and it'll compare your contacts. What your to, users are asking you for. Yeah. And that's why I'm probably going to do it. Uh, and so you'll be able to log into LinkedIn and it would compare your contact list to you know your friends or what have you on LinkedIn, or perhaps even just look them up cold on LinkedIn and, and hopefully get your pictures from your contact images from LinkedIn. Again, I haven't looked into whether or not this is possible yet, so it may not even be possible, but I think it is. So I'm probably going to start on that once I get this currently pending release out the door. And once I get those two things out, that's when I think I'm really going to have to have a conversation with myself about what the future of Vignette is, because I made a fair bit of money off of the initial launch. I was extremely lucky. I got really good press about it. it I, I, I couldn't have asked for a better you know, launch experience. But ever since then, it's been, you know, standard app store experience wherein I'm making a, you know, a handful of dollars each day and not too terribly much more. And it's not to say I'm going to pull the app from the app store or anything like that, but 
it's not really worth my time to be spending hours upon hours upon hours on it if I'm only making, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks a day. And so my, what I've been telling myself is this duplicate detection, which I really think needs to be there. Uh, once I get that out the door and if LinkedIn integration works, once I get that out the door, which is going to have a whole bunch of ripple effects coming out of there, I reckon, like I might need to redesign some of the UI in order to support it. But either way, once I get those two things done, at that point, I'll know, is this thing making decent money? Or at least that's what I'm telling myself anyway. Is this thing making decent money that I should continue to pump effort into it? Or should I just kind of put it on life support and try to figure out what the next thing is? And I think part of the reason I haven't already put it on life support is that I don't have the faintest idea what the next thing is. But that's where Vignette stands. Um, I haven't also actually, the other thing, though, there's a third thing I haven't mentioned is that I need to do some iOS 13 updates. I haven't even started on those yet. I'm thinking especially dark mode and just general tweaks and improvements based on some of the new stuff in iOS 13, dark mode being far and away the biggest one. There's also a couple of bugs on the betas that I, I guess are my fault because a lot of people are reporting them, but I'm not sure why they're my fault. So I need to look into that too. Um, so yeah, so the three things, iOS 13, duplicate detection, and potentially LinkedIn. And once those are all out the door, then at that point, I might just put it on life support. Thoughts? Hmm. Well, are you still making money? Yeah, I absolutely am. I'm making something to the order of, I think it's 20 to $50 a day in actual proceeds, which is nothing to like shake your fist at. It's nothing to get upset about. But if I'm only ever going to make 20 to $50 on this a day, I probably shouldn't be spending weeks upon weeks upon weeks of effort adding features to it. I would say, though, that if you are making that kind of money, then you shouldn't kill it. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I think I, at, at and least for actually, now. It, life support, I think, is the wrong way to say it. I think you should actually be putting time into keeping the app updated and adding new features. Like, it's $1,500 a month. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Significant money. I mean, in its best case, yeah, that's true. I don't think it always is $50, but yes, I take oh. your point. I take your point, though. And like, so there is an opportunity there that if you are still making that kind of money after this amount of time, when really no one's talking about it anymore mm -hmm. and people are just finding it, mm -hmm. that would say to me that like, this is something that like people still want, maybe even more now than just the people that were in your initial circle. Yeah. Because in theory, they should have all bought it already. Like yeah, no yeah, one yeah. should, no, no ATP listener should really still be buying vignette, right? Like that doesn't make any sense because you should have bought it already. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't have <laughs> bought it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know I, do, what I'm saying? I do. I do. It doesn't make sense to buy it now. Um, so, I mean, I would think then that really you should be looking to add more features to it to make it stand out in that way. And doing things like LinkedIn will be really good. And I don't fully understand how your duplicate detection works, but I'm sure you do. Um <laughs> Like, uh, you know, I heard you describe it there. It's a bit like a bit more clear, but like I was looking at the release notes in the beta and I, I don't really get what duplicates is finding, but maybe it's just because I don't have duplicate entries. So I don't see them. But, you know, like I said to you, like, you know, what's something I would really love. I think John's asked for this and I'd really love it if you could do this. Let me put my own images in. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Because my the, the the images that I add in vignette never do that stupid stuff where it moves the image around. But when I try and add them on my own through the iOS contacts app for on device to device and even on the same device, it's like, oh, you zoomed into this person's face. Now here's something else. <laughs> or like, here's like a completely uncropped version of this image. But all of the ones that I'm adding to Vignette, you're doing the correct stuff to get it to fit. Like you'll you're fit in within what iOS actually really wants, which the photos app or the contacts app will not do for some reason. So that that's another feature I would like. So like to use vignette as just like a contact updating tool. Yeah. Um, so just to add my own image. So you can put that one on your feature request list. I am actually in GitHub as we speak, creating an issue for myself because I don't Thank you. Because that would be really good, right? Because I never have this problem with the avatars that you let me set. Mm -hmm. But the ones that I want to set on my own, I do have a problem with. So that's an interesting point. And so, yeah, I, I'm. I think basically what I'm trying to say before is not that I was going to like shut the app down or anything like that subsequent to these big releases, but I think at that point I'm going, I feel that will be the point at which I will have a pretty good read on what the financial situation for the app is. And, you know, let's say, for example, that I add LinkedIn support and suddenly I get 
press for some reason. I don't think I will. I'm not trying to say that I'm expecting this. I'm just saying, let's, well, what happens? You know, what, what if? What if it happens? And I get some press. Mm-hmm. Best case scenario. Yeah, exactly. You know, like maybe I get a little spike of sales. Maybe I get, you know, a whole lot more than 20 or 30 bucks for a few days, you know. Then that tells me, okay, there's still enough attention here that, yeah, I can keep, you know, priming the pump. I don't know if that's really the analogy I'm looking for, but you know what I mean? I can keep just tr- putting effort into this, as you were saying, Mike. And, and hopefully getting some more blips as I add features and so on and mm-hmm. so forth. What I'm scared, though, is that I'll add LinkedIn integration and it'll be like crickets. Are you looking to add integration of any other services or just LinkedIn? I'm open to it for sure. Um, the only other one that I've seen requested, which was a far second to LinkedIn, was I think WeChat, but there is no API mm. whatsoever for that, as far as I can tell. Like LinkedIn, you have to be logged in in order to get a person's contact no. information. But once you're logged in, it's totally fair game. Whereas WeChat, as far as I can tell, has no support for this whatsoever. Or are there any other services where you're looking to add a login functionality to get additional information? Uh, that's a very good question. Currently, no. Because I was just going to say, like, if you were planning on another one, you should do both of them together. Like LinkedIn and the other one, just so there's more of like a full release. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, or or would I want to spread it out so there's you know again another instance of oh vignettes a thing. You know, I, I take both sides of that. Yeah, that, that is a, that's an interesting point. I mean, I I would do it so it's like you have to you know you do one point update or whatever, which has like here is LinkedIn and this other fun one. So if you're not interested in LinkedIn, mm-hmm. here is like. Facebook or whatever. Yeah, Facebook is the obvious answer. Um, I haven't really looked into it very much. I really don't like the idea of logging. I like the idea of logging into Facebook even less than I like the idea of logging into LinkedIn, and I don't really mm-hmm. like either. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that is an interesting point. And I think, again, you know, if I get a whole bunch of traction after LinkedIn, and if people, even if it's just email traction, let's let's suppose there's no difference in sales, but I get a whole bunch of emails saying, okay, you've got LinkedIn. Now I've got to have Facebook. I don't know why that would happen, but maybe it will. And if I get that, then, oh, okay, maybe I, maybe I will do that. You know, maybe I will add Facebook, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm really happy that I got this duplicate stuff worked out because I was really scared of it. Um, and a friend of ours, uh, Craig Hockenberry, uh, pointed me to an algorithm to help figure out what's a duplicate and what not, or what is not a duplicate. And it took me a long time to really digest, probably longer than it should have, if I'm honest, to, to, to digest what the algorithm was instructing me to do. But once it finally clicked, and once I could see the matrix, if you will, uh, then it was actually reasonably easy and reasonably straightforward to implement. And I'm not saying it's perfect, but it's gotten me you know, to a place that I think it's releasable. I mean, I haven't heard any real feedback from beta testers yet, but I think it's releasable, if not now, then soon. And and I'm really, really pleased because that one really, really scared me. So am I allowed to delete contacts in Vignette? Like, what is the duplicate detection doing? Uh, no, so duplicate detection is on pictures only. So the idea is, you know, you've run the app and you've added my Twitter avatar as as my image on your contact list, Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what is it? It's the one at uh, the underscores, I think, where I'm bearded and looking down to the left, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. Um, so then you come back a month later and you run Vignette again. Well, the way it works today is that it would offer you that exact same image and say, hey, would you like to update the image from Casey looking down to the left bearded to Casey looking down to the left bearded? And that's useless, right? Why would you do that? Because it's the same thing. So it, what Vignette mm. will do in the beta is it will just ignore that image as though it didn't even exist in the first place. So it will still offer potentially me looking down to, or will show you, I should say, me looking down oh, to I the see. left as a current image, but it will no longer offer me looking down to the left as a replacement image. So basically, because this is the thing about like the way that you call it duplicate detection, I think you need a different name. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, what it's doing is it's it, you only see fresh images yes only new images yes Yes. i think you need to find something to name it that way because duplicate (laughs) detection makes it sound like contact duplicates that's what i thought you were trying to do and that's why i didn't understand what you were doing yeah you and me will have to workshop that (laughs) but yeah duplicate detection is the wrong name for this okay that's what i've been thinking about it 
internally, and that's fine, but you, I 100% agree with you that the marketing name needs to be something different. I didn't think of it that way until you said something, but yes, I'm glad you did because it absolutely needs to be a different name. But hopefully the, the feature, whatever we end up calling it, hopefully it makes more sense now. Yeah, I'm running it now and, uh, and I'm seeing stuff that I've changed and it's not showing me those again. Good, so. good. That's a good sign. That is very good. So we'll see how that works out. Um, I don't know if anything will come of it, but but we'll try. And I'll, maybe I'll use your marketing hat. You know, there was a time you were a marketer. I don't know if you remember way back when. Mm-hmm. I would argue you still are, actually. But be that as well, may. you ignored most of what I've recommended to you so far, but maybe you'll pick <laughs> up something eventually. <laughs> well, one of these days we'll find a winner. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll see what happens. I think... If I were to wager a guess, I would say sometime late, late, late summer, probably early fall, sometime maybe a little bit before Thanksgiving. I'm thinking like October-ish maybe is when I'm going to have the real turning point for Vignette. Be that, oh, it's just going to kind of sit there and do its thing or no, really, this is this is a thing and I'm sticking with it. And I hope I stick with it you know, in no small part because I have no other ideas at the moment, but, uh, but I hope it's you know doing well enough that it justifies the time, but we'll see. I also have uh, car videos that that are on the back burner, which I know are a waste never of time. Do those. I don't know why you keep talking about the fact ah. that you think you're going to make these videos. You are never, ever going to finish those videos. And the sooner you realize that, the better your life will be, KC. True. You need to trust me on this. You that are never, true. ever finishing them. And you need to stop talking about them because you're not going <laughs> to ever release them. And it's going to become like this long-running joke, will, right? Actually. And I'm making and then, the like, joke. The yep. day you release them, we all know something's wrong. Because like <laughs> Casey's really, it's like the canary in the coal mine yeah, right. or something. Something bad's happened to Casey on the day that he releases the videos. Like, like you are never doing it, man. It's never happening. Just let it go. It's fine. Well, you know the the Alfa Romeo uh, SUV that I that I recorded a couple of months back. Mm. That it wouldn't surprise me if I never release it. I want to, but I, I probably won't. But the Tesla video is so close. I just need to force myself to finish. It's like on the edge. I just need a stiff breeze to push it over the edge. Uh, so I really genuinely think the Tesla video will make it out, but you're right that I bet the Alpha one probably never will. I don't even think that Tesla one will. Like, why is it even? Like, I don't know. Just because it's done. I, I spent the time to do so, it. I might as well release it. I don't know. Mm. But you can, you can yell at me about that later because I'm not working on All it right, right now. <laughs> All right. All right, so we ran out of time this week, and I apologize for this fortnight, but uh, hey, we always like to see some feels being relayed. So please... Tweet, even though we talked about how much we don't really use Twitter, we have a uh, we have a robot that this collects these for does us. It for us. Mm-hmm. So tweet with ha- with hashtag relay your feels if you please, and uh, relay some feels our way. We would love to s- we would love to see that. 